Hello there. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. What's up, everybody? You have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, far away. From Imperial Star Destroyers to Rebel Medical Frigates, we've got you covered. Uh, my name is Justin. I'm one of the hosts here of the show. Joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts. This is Josh, and I'd like to let all of the listeners behind the curtain a little bit. In the theme song, that drum part is actually played by Travis Barker. We pulled some strings. <laughs> uh, this is Kyle, and uh, you guys just don't know how flattered I am by that statement that Josh just made. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, we hope everybody had a great weekend. It was... Uh, you know, we had a three-day weekend, Martin Luther King Day, on uh, Monday. I, I worked so today, everybody, so good job. I don't work at a bank. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Government job, baby. I work at a bank, so uh, it was nice to have the day off. But, um, it, you know, uh, we had snow in the Midwest. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't know about really? anybody else out there, but we had a couple inches of snow here, so that made uh, driving fun uh, last night and this morning. Uh, came in uh, a late evening and overnight, so... <laughs> uh but it was nice it was nice we hadn't had snow i think all winter first so one this was like yep. the first first one big first one significant one yeah there might so. have been some flurries yeah um if uh if you guys are new to the show welcome we're glad to have you um we're gonna get on we're gonna talk some star wars here we like to Eventually. banter in the beginning a little bit but we're we always love talking about star wars um and if you've been on the show and you've been listening for a while welcome back uh we love having you guys and we love your support so if you didn't get an opportunity friday night we had our what third live stream i think uh, was our third yeah, maybe friday yeah. night live stream third episode, so third live stream. we have that sounds no yeah yeah, yeah we right. yeah yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, tough. Math. Um, we have had guests on every show. It's been a lot of fun. We've been uh, talking that's Star Wars. We talk um, musical artists from time to time. We talk uh, about a bunch Sometimes of different stuff. But it's, it's always a good time. So come up pretty regularly. I don't know why. <laughs> Clowns, <laughs> juggalos. Yeah. Very, very big in the Star Wars world. Ponchos. They're everywhere. They really are actually. I mean, functional mm -hmm. attire. Yeah. But yeah, if you're not if you're not tuning into the live stream on Friday, you are missing out. There's really no other way to say it. Yeah. It is a good time. So it grab is a good your gack and uh, come to. Is that what he says? <laughs> yes, yeah. So that's gather right. your gack yep. and come to um, the live stream on Friday night. Yeah, and talk some yeah. dank, as we like to do. Talk, <laughs> talk dank, dank uh, apparently. Which so. I don't know how that relates uh, one to thing dank we, ferric. It's a messy curse word i, I gotta figure that out still it, it is um it's not good yeah yeah it's uh apparently it's multi-use yeah, versatile <laughs> for things, uh, so. some of our curse words so yeah yeah um one thing we do like to do on the show is we like to kind of count down to where we're at from celebration oh, i like that volume too it's uh <laughs> it's coming up it's 18 weeks we're 18 I had to get my hearing checked last week weeks. when we counted down to celebration. Yeah, we're getting close. 18 we weeks. We're like, this is a small oh number, God. right? We're we're barely oh a legal God. adult now. We're in the teens. We used to be retired, and now we're we're graduating high school. The whole world, our life ahead of us. 
voting yeah. now. I'm getting stressed, frankly, people. because we're getting close, and uh, this is not a political podcast, but there's a lot of sick people in the world right now. So uh, yeah. this is yep. things are dicey. Yeah, it, it doesn't help that we've had no communication. Even like yeah. we talked about this Friday, a save the date. Uh, hey, hey, we're planning on doing light tickets on this date, right? Like, and if we can't Something. proceed with the event, here's what's going to happen. Anything. Something yeah. from Read Pop would somebody, be good. Anything at this point. So, if somebody is listening and knows people at Read Pop, just say, hey, can you send out a save the date? Can we get a little heads up. Maybe little when you're going to do something, we'll like a little union. hint, maybe, or. Yeah, that'd be nice. The so, checks in uh, twice 18 here. weeks. <laughs> 18 weeks and counting. We're in the teens now, people. It's coming up quick, so, you know, get your get your hotels, get your airfare. I you can still do get the things that you can cancel. The hotel you can usually cancel up to 24 hours before the actual event. Airfare, read the fine print, make sure that, you know, if you buy a ticket, you can Get it refunded, or those refundable tickets are a lot more expensive yeah. than the non-refundable. And, and I'm going to be so, honest, like yeah. even if I, we got, I got to see how things pan out just to know how like I feel about traveling across the country. It, even if this convention is going on at this point, like I don't want to be a Debbie mm-hmm. Downer. I love celebration more than like almost anything, but uh. I don't know. It's a jungle out there right now. And if things are continue to get yeah. worse for another three months, I don't know if I want to fly to California. Yeah. Yeah. The unfortunate thing is I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. So we gotta, we gotta do our part and do our things to make sure that, uh, we're staying healthy. We're, you know, trying not to contribute to the spread and, and, uh, let's start there and then let's see what happens. So we did have a little bit of news, uh, there was a Gentle Giant release today. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. They released a Luke with Grogu statue. It's a one-seventh scale. Hmm. Um, it's That's about odd. 10 inches tall. They're, where they're releasing about 3,000 pieces, and it's about $200. So one that comes in at $199. So just bad. under that $200 mark. Uh, yeah, it's a cool-looking statue. It's um, It's done well. I think the face sculpt looks good, but go check it out. You can see it. Um, Gentle Giants social media, it's up there. Uh, and then I think we did have some new comics re- released in the last week or two. I think there was a new Dr. Afra maybe that dropped and a new High Republic comic that dropped pretty recently. But those come out, I mean, there's almost a there's new comic. One, yeah, there's so many week, titles. So. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So more. more. Uh, not, not a lot going on on the TV front as far as news or castings or things like that right now. Um, go out, read High Republic, though. It's a great time to get caught up on that. The newest book of Wave 2, right? Wave Wave 2? Or what do we need to determine? See, wave, you, wave, you don't want to get your waves and your two? phases mixed up. Here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, that's where this is a phase 2 or is this a wave 2? Yeah, so uh, the newest book dropped early January. So go pick it up. Um, catch up on all your other High and Republic stuff. I believe stuff. it's Wave 3. It's a, it's a good read. Phase one, wave, wave three, three of correct? phase one. It's the third okay. book in all these trilogies that's coming out now, right? I'm not. That that I makes think sense, that's right? You're you're not yeah. totally crazy, Kyle. I think you're right. Yeah. If that's not how they yeah. did it, that's how they should have done it. That makes perfect sense. Okay. All <laughs> right. So, uh, but yeah, go check it out. They're good reads. Um, I I mean, all the books I've read for High Republic and the comics have been 
awesome. Do you guys? It's, it's, I don't want to put Star everybody Wars on the content. spot. It's amazing. But of the of the main, mm-hmm. so the the three main High Republic trilogies. I'm not going to count the like the picture books. Um, but mm-hmm. of of the three main trilogies, uh, there's three, four, five. There's seven novels out so far. Do you guys have a a favorite of the seven that have been released so far? I know it's hard to pick, and I don't even really have an answer. But I'll think about it for a second. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would, that is tough. Uh, I think honestly for me, the first one, light of the Jedi, the very um, first one, light of the Jedi, I think, is that the only one that got, Charles soul wrote, right? I think so. I think so too. I think so. But in, in, it's not, it's not a knock at all to any of the no, other I think authors. Everybody's all of them have been job. great, but I, I think that one really, it just set a, a good tone of of new like you had we we talked about it on the show there was so much information mm-hmm. in that first book new vehicles new characters new foods new animals new uh and anim- new villains new everything and it was a lot to take in but if you go back and you read it again or if you really think about it even if you check out a synopsis or or now where we're at with you know six books seven books in and you've come to know all these characters, it doesn't seem as imposing yeah. as it did when you first read it. And for me, I think that was just the cool part. And how it ended was <laughs> was was amazing. So I uh, that yeah. a that like is so fitting for you, just because like the way I know you and the, the world building type of stuff that you're into. But uh, they mm. also explained all the different Jedi and their specific relationship with the Force. You know how. Elzar is in a deep ocean and and uh um Avar hears a song and etc etc et I really mm-hmm. I really like that too. You get like the force powers mm-hmm. and the force weapons. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. Josh, what about you? Any? You know, it's hard because they all have different qualities. Um and there's a lot of really cool events that happen, but they're so dispersed throughout the books. Yeah. And I I feel like it'd be a disservice to the series if I didn't say one of the books that Geo was Geode was heavily featured. <laughs> he is a, f- um, a favorite on our show. I'd be oh I'd God. be curious in the like fandom at large, the the High Republic readers is he just a, a runaway hit out is everybody loving Geo? I I personally can't Dude, get enough. He, Dude, he is a rock star. But um, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, he's he's awesome. Um, How he's written in these books is, I think, the fun part. Um, Because you wouldn't expect it from a rock. A (laughs) A Vintian, yes. You wouldn't expect it from what you just picture as a rock. So, Um, but yeah, super cool character. And even the guy, what's the guy? He's on what's what's his name? Ship. Oh, Leox. Um, it's, it's the girls. It's Leox. the girls' ship. But, it's Affy. Yeah. Affy's yeah. ship. Yeah. Yeah, but Leox is like Matthew McConaughey. Hundred oh, percent. I saw somebody just, did a. All right, all right, uh, all right. Uh, like a fan <laughs> cast, superimposed uh, a Leox like outfit on Matthew McConaughey. I saw that on the on the oh interwebs. Oh my gosh! Oh my Josh, gosh! You were saying like something if, else. If, if there's a High Republic movie, oh yeah, please. There's your casting. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just it's it's hard to pick one, and I they kind of all just they flow together for me. I most of them I couldn't even tell you what happened in what book, 
but there's just been great new characters, many of which have been killed already. Oh, gosh, and, they will uh, do that, won't they? Um, mm-hmm. Geode's great, yeah. And like Justin said, I love the world building. It's it's great. I, I want to hear more about the Maxine uh, station mm-hmm. people, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder... Well, speaking of... Well, the... the Phase two, not to be confused with the various waves. So phase two, that's going to take <laughs> place a hundred and fifty years prior to the events of of phase one. I wonder if those people at the Maxine Station and and the uh, first Dringar attacks uh, and the, them getting imprisoned by the statues and all that stuff uh, will pop up at all. That would be interesting. I don't remember what the exact timeline was on that stuff. I feel like the Maxine Station timeline was much, much longer, longer but I could be wrong. No, it's, I mean, that would make sense. I know the Star Wars timelines can be pretty large. Great. Yeah, well, yeah, also what I'm also remembering... For sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm remembering that the Drangir were like put there, imprisoned by the Sith, too. Or at least mm-hmm. we're, we are to assume... That they are Sith because of Force users with red lightsabers. That that Um, that book that which was the first in that middle series uh, into the out of the shadows into the dark. Well, I can't remember which one was the first one, but uh, that was one of my favorites. It checked a lot of boxes. It had the Drengear. Um, It also had the Nile. It had a some kind of who done it and and. surprises at the end we had a character that we thought died and and ended up not and there there was it checked it had geode in it it checked a lot of boxes that Mm -hmm. was a good one that might be one of my but they were i i mean i really have enjoyed all all of them so far that was into the dark too into the dark was the first one yeah they've all been good so go check out high republic we love talking about them here, um, but uh, we got great new books coming out. I can't yeah. wait to to read what happens in Phase slash Wave Three. Yeah, <laughs> the phases and the, wa- the, wave the phases. waves is yeah. Phase Waves. Yeah. Well, speaking of world building, oh, we get a lot more world building in this. <laughs> the Book of Boba Fett, Episode Three: The Streets of Mos Espa. I don't know why I said it like that, but it just Your announcer voice. I like sounded it. Kind of <laughs> sounded kind of darker, I guess. Um, Boba yeah, Fett was, recruited some teenagers. Bum dum 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 dum. They rode on these fancy Vespas. Dum 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 dum. Josh is not a fan of the sea shanty intro. I think I like it a little better I do like every time the I hear it. Actually, I, it, I keep saying that. It's growing the on me the more I hear it. I mean, like a fungus. Good. Oh, yeah, coming up here? Yeah, it's like right in here. The multiple vocals in there, the highs, the lows, right? I'll get a big Just get you a ride his rancor. Dum, 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 dum. Nothing dumb about that. You know it. Yeah, no. I, I the more I hear it, the more I dig it. Um, it is just it's a it's a fun theme to me. Um, it's it, you know, you can't really sing along because there's no words. Or but, or you know, it's very easy to sing parts, along because you know every word after you listen <laughs> once. 
Yes. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, but yeah, episode three, Book of Boba Fett, Streets of Mos Espa, writer was John Favreau, director was Robert Rodriguez. We had a nice cast of characters in this episode. It was all over the place. We had some returning, which was Matt Berry as AD8, David Pesquisi as Mokshay's as Major Domo. Such a turn. Uh, Wesley Kimmel back yes he is uh wesley kimmel back as the tuscan kid in a flashback there carrie jones as bk uh we had (laughs) the amazing stephen root on this which uh stephen root plays lorth appeal you may know stephen root from uh office space he was also in dodgeball i forgot about that one um he's he's uh he's um bill dotry in uh, king of the hills to uh obscure sports quarterly Gets him into the whole dodgeball yeah, game. Yep. <laughs> yes. Elf He's been love. in a million love. things. A million, a million yes, things. Yes, his resume is oh, huge. Oh, Justified. You just uh, told me Justified's coming back. It's all coming full circle. I did. I did. Yeah. He is. Uh, he's in Man in the High Castle. He's he's in Justified. He's been in a ton of animated stuff. He has a well-rounded resume, uh, if you will. But uh, he was in this. You had Sophie Thatcher, who plays Drash, who is was on the Exorcist TV series in Chicago Med, but more recently in a popular show called Yellow Jackets. I have not checked that out yet, um, but I do know it is a lot of people are tuning in to watch it, so I will at some point get to it. Um, Jordan Bulger played Scat, Scad. Uh, he was on Into the Badlands, Peaky Blinders, and The 100. Shows. Um, Phil Lamar who is a Pike boss in this. Uh, he, he's been in Family Guy, Young Justice. He was Ornfrey Ta in oh. Bad Batch. He was Bail Organa in Rebels. He is, also has a ton of voiceover work in animated shows. Um, yeah. Not a ton of live action, but a ton of He's really ugly. Stuff. That's why he can only do um, voice acting <laughs> and Pike boss. Yeah. Not true. No, he's... Uh, no. I'm just kidding. I've never he seen is, him. Uh, I don't know. I don't, and the beauty's <laughs> in the eye of the beholder. Um, you don't know what I find attractive. But but he had a, a huge resume as well. Just, I mean, massive. Yeah. And then the incomparable Danny who? Trejo as Rancor Keeper. Who? Never heard of him. Uh, Machete, Young Justice. He was in Young Justice too. He plays Bane. I didn't know that. Um, Sons of Anarchy. He's been in King of the Hill. Yeah, Basically anything you've ever seen... Uh, he's been in a, he was even in um, Fanboys. He's been in Fanboys. Been yep, in that's what I was going to say. It's not his first foray yeah. into Star Wars. Nope. Uh-uh. So uh, Danny Trejo in this. Perfect role for uh, him. I can't nice believe he didn't say him. you didn't have From Dust Till Dawn in your uh, in your list here. I, I was going to put that in there, but I was like, yeah, it's, it's pretty family show. I was trying to figure out some other ones. But yes, Dust Till Dawn was another one. Um, yeah, he's been in just. A ton of yeah, stuff. Well, yeah, way too That's much. Kind of, to and even, he's a, like, try to seems like a surface. super cool guy. Although I don't even know what seems he like did super in cool Sons guy. of Anarchy, and I've watched that show twice. Um, but I, I'm, I do remember he was in it, but I can't remember what he really did. Yeah, he's been in yeah. a million things. Yep, a ton. He was Romero, <clears throat> Romeo Parada. Hmm. In I Sons of Anarchy, Sons of Anarchy, but. Oh. I know it's a popular show. You never watched Sons? That's good. I recommend it. No. Yeah. I got to get through Justified first, uh, Kyle. That's, I recommend that's Justified next on the list. Super so. good. I celebrate <laughs> Timothy Olyphant's um, Well, let's let's dive into this episode. Kyle, break it down for us. Give us your, your Star Wars minute synopsis. Okay. 
It's not really a minute. Uh, it might take it might be longer. three minutes, but not too long. Uh, we still had a flashback in this episode like we have in the previous two. Uh, it was pretty short, though. Yeah. Just Sorry. Very Wayne's World. I like it. Um, that's that's literally what I was. I that was the reference. Um, okay. But this one was pretty short. It was only like one scene. So in our our current timeline, we open up with our our torture droid. Do we do we have a name for him? If we ever, he's eight D eight. There we go. Yeah. The the droid burning feet in Jedi. Um, he explains how under Bib Fortuna's rule, Mos Espa was split um, into these different territories and the Aqualish were given this area to rule over and the, the trained oceans were given this area and yada yada. And, and uh, it's because he wasn't as powerful as Jabba. He just kind of gave everybody their part and, and played these kind of shaky alliances and kicked some money up to the mayor, which is why when Boba came mm-hmm. in and he's like, well, I'm the boss, people were like, eh, I don't know, let's see how this goes, because that's not really how things were working. Um, he disrupted the yeah. flow. And, and while he's getting the lowdown from the torture droid, uh, the water monger, which, let me tell you, <laughs> if you're selling people water on a desert planet, already you're a little suspect to me. Not a farmer, mind you. He's not creating water for the people. He's just selling it to them. So already I had a bad taste in my mouth about this guy. Uh, but he comes in and he tells Boba that a, and it's really weird because this isn't even what he came to complain about. He just kind of throws it out there. He's like, Hey, um, the people, no respect for you. They think you're a huge chump. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm offended on your yeah, behalf. I'm so offended. Uh, I feel terrible uh, because they are so rude about you. And and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, thanks for coming. And he's like, oh, by the way, here's the thing I actually wanted to say. So, um, yeah, big um, cojones on this guy, I guess. So he says, yeah, uh, there's this terrible cyborg gang of hooligans who are stealing my water and I need you to come take it. And he, he makes a big deal about how they've got these cybernetics and they're terrifying and they're this roving gang and yada, yada, yada. And I just, I just want to play how he describes them to preface this for later on when we, when we talk about this here, here's how he describes them. Yes. Their bodies with droid parts to make themselves even more deadly. I, I beseech you, Lord Fetch. Rid the streets of Mos Espa of this scourge, and scourge. I will double my tribute to him. I mean, that's tempting. I mean, he's going to double his tribute. On the surface, I'm going to give you double the money to take care of these bad guys. Sure, sounds okay. Yeah, sounds all right. Yeah. The way he made him sound, though, in this description, not what I was picturing at all. Well, what we get later on, Justin, so this guy continue, is a Kyle. Total shadester. I don't know if I've <laughs> made that clear, but he's not yes. to be trusted. He is the worst of the worst no. capitalist scum. Um, he's been on a power trip ever since he found his stapler. Oh, well, he <laughs> he said he was going <laughs> to burn that place down. He burned that place down. But but this misty. And now it's Tatooine. It was a huge fire. <laughs> used to be covered in water yes um yeah uh, sorry that, he's the reason the water's yeah, gone so now he's selling he water it's gonna burn down 
the company because uh, they stole a stapler, and when he burned it down, things got a little out of hand. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, Fett goes, Boba and his crew go to confront the terrifying cyborg scourge, and turns out they're really just uh, angsty teens with brightly colored scooters who are yeah. in the workers' district but can't get a job because there's no jobs and they're getting charged. Get this, a month's wages for one week's water. It's highway yes. robbery. It's end-stage capitalism. Yes. Uh, the people are going to have to rise up against the elites. It's just not sustainable. But anyway, Mm-mm. Boba Fett pays off their debt. He actually pays off a portion of it, and he's like, you charge them how much for water? That's absurd. You'll get 500 not 1300 and you're going to call it a day, and you're going to lower your prices like if it. you want to do business in my town. Because people need water. Yep. And you don't even get the water. You just sell it. You're a middleman. Worthless. Ah. Mm-hmm. So, that's that. He does... He does deliver a great Boba does deliver a great line though to the Vespa gang when he first kind of propositions them to come work for him. And and this is what this is what that sounds like here. The helmet comes off. I always off. like that every time. Mm-hmm. Then you will work for me. You got guts, I'll give you that. You better fight as good as you talk, Dank. I like that. No, 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 no! They stole from I me! I like him being mad about and it, too. You're just going to let yeah. them off? What do they owe you? 1,300 credits. For water. 1,300 credits? Even Boba's shocked. He's like, what? But they owe 1,300. I heard you the first time. Take yeah, the 500 and consider it resolved. If you want to continue to do business in my territory. Or, if you don't like it, you can move to Mos Eisley. Fennec likes that one. <laughs> Even Fennec's like, ooh, yeah. And cut your prices. The rest of you, gather up your gack, follow gather me. Gather up your gack. Yep. You want to work or not? He's Boom. recruiting people left and right. Which, I yeah. mean, spoiler alert, I hope if you're listening, you've already seen the episode. That's why I thought he was going to recruit BK at the end formidable foe man you should have better Mm -hmm. had him as a friend than an enemy not that i mean if i was a wookie i wouldn't want to live on tatooine that sounds miserable when you're eight foot tall and covered in hair but uh i would have at least asked that's just me yeah Yeah. um so we're about halfway through on the main timeline here then uh we get boba fett is attacked while he's in his back to tank he gets yanked out by bk great little jump scare like you it opens you don't really know what's happening and boom uh you know angry wookie face and there's a elaborate fight scene he gets treated like an absolute pin cushion uh he's got i couldn't so in the comics they like modify his hand and like actually implant metal they call them knuckle dusters, right? It's like a, I don't know, mm-hmm. whatever metal into his knuckles. Um, 
it looked like in the show maybe he was holding it or uh, i don't know i if it wasn't the same exact thing it was at least a reference to that but Mm -hmm. he beats up like eight different people at the same time sends one of the gamorians to the back to tank and they finally get him down into the rancor pit I was really glad the way that that fight ended because I thought at first they were going to like actually defeat him in battle. And I was like, do not emasculate this terrifying, amazing character by having naked old Boba and a bunch of teenagers beat him. And I'm so I'm glad that they didn't. I'm glad that they were just able to trap him. They, um, they definitely made yeah. him seem extremely formidable. Because they stabbed him with everything they had. They were wrestling him down a flight of stairs. I mean, they threw everything they had at him, including tons of people. And he, Mm -hmm. you know, had had no real problems with. So do we think he's clearly like, um, like stronger than a typical Wookiee? But is it, is it like, I don't know. Could any Wookiee have done that to that group of, of eight people? Or is like, he's just so BA from being trained up as a gladiator and fighting in the pits and all these, his history as a bounty hunter. Uh, he's like super next level. Like, I think that's part of it. I think he's, right? he's a next level. Uh, yeah. Uh, Wookiee. The only person I've seen him like lose a fight to was Obi-Wan. And that's, I mean, that's not really even a fair comparison. Well, and Obi-Wan almost lost the fight. Mm -hmm. There was some force-related trickery, and I can't remember. But he did uh, end up with a scar on his eye from that encounter, right? right? BK did. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Anyway, sorry. So there's this fight. He ends up down in the Rancor pit, which that looked very small compared to his giant body. So it's a good thing he ended up exactly on that square where they needed him to be to fall down the rancor pit shoot. <laughs> um, it, it looks like a much bigger target when it's just a normal human standing on top of it. So mm-hmm. it seems like a, we get a, a short little scene of Boba and Fennec like feasting over, I'll say the greatest buffet spread I've ever seen in a oh star Wars gosh. movie or, or show. I'd go to town on and, that. And then mm-hmm. immediately after that, we get the huts pulling up right there to the front of the palace to apologize for sending their assassin. It seems like they gave it no time. Like uh, the attempt failed and they immediately were coming up the driveway to apologize like that night or something. <laughs> uh, and they're like, hey, we're getting out of town. The mayor made another deal with another syndicate. War is not good for business. We don't want anything to do with this. We brought you a gift. Here's our giant rancor with its trainer, Danny Trejo. Uh, feel free to keep the assassin Wookiee that we sent and just sell him back to the fighting pits. And we're going to go back to Nauhata and probably like do drugs and eat food and party, party and, and go yeah. to raves and whatever we do on Nauhata. Yeah. Was Danny t- uh, enough of a... I know we're all excited about it, but were, were either one of you worried that he was almost like too much of the everyman 
been in a million things that it would almost like pull you out. You know how sometimes yeah. you're like, yeah. you might be worried about casting could pull you out. No, I I thought it was okay. I, didn't... I think he's good enough character actor. It's not like if yeah. they if they put like The Rock or like yeah. Vin Diesel in something. I think he's got the legit acting chops to pull it off. You're right. And also to me, so yeah. many Star Wars characters are so rec- recognizable to me too. Like. I see Tamara Morrison. I'm like, oh, that's Tamara Morrison. And like, oh, that's Ming Na Wen. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I will say when I saw it, I, I did definitely did. You might have sent this meme in our chat, but I definitely did the Leonardo DiCaprio thing. Like, oh, that's Danny Trejo pointing at the screen, <laughs> and then like, yeah. so yeah. I definitely noticed. But it's not I, a negative. I think in his conversation with with Boba Fett. Right when they're when they're talking about the rancor, I thought it was, I thought it was fine. Like I didn't I feel perfect. like I got pulled out. I thought he was very kind of quiet, subdued. Like you know, he loves the animals, which is why he does that kind of thing. And I I know I think Friday night I made the comment about the outfit that he was in. I was like, it looks like he just came off the set of Machete and like he's just wearing like home. his leather yeah. top. <laughs> and th- and then when I thought about it, I'm like, no, this dude's a rancor keeper. Like that seems perfectly in line with how you would expect i mean malakili was shirtless running around with like a sash belt thing right and some boots he's wearing a sleeveless leather just thing and pants like i'm like it's very basic and and for a rancor keeper i guess that's what i would picture them to to be like i guess so but i didn't it didn't pull me out at all i thought he was he was and what a great role for him too because you get to a, a lot like Malakili, you have this look where you're very rough around the edges and like, uh, kind of like, like a wilderness, like living out amongst the animals type person. But also, you can tell that he has this love for these animals and like it's a really heartfelt thing. And and obviously for Malakili, it was too. He he cried. That's like really all we ever saw him do was cry over his rancor and, um. It's cool because he looks, of course, like he's stereotypically mm-hmm. half of the movies he's in. He's like some type of gangster or murderer or something. And he has this look about him where he's like, you might be intimidated or scared of him, but he's playing like kind of a softy. Yeah. He yeah. pull he pulls off the uh, rough exterior, uh, warm heart, interior heart of gold uh, role yeah. really well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Not unlike Wilford Brimley in the Ewoks oh, movie. God. I hate that you just like find a way to shoehorn that monstrosity <laughs> into our show. So the, we're almost mm. to the end of the, we get this, and I love that whole scene with the Rancor. That was one of my favorite things. And Boba, Boba decides he wants to ride it and the, they take off its, its blinders and it imprints on him because Boba's standing in front of it. And he, he's got the great line about, uh, I've ridden beast thousand hundred times this size or 10 times its size or whatever he says um mm-hmm. which we all take to assume he's talking about the the giant dragon, dragon in the or slash dinosaur in the um uh holiday special the yeah, holiday special nice reference mm-hmm. but anyway the 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 huts who dropped off this rancor they said the mayor's working with another syndicate so he's got his little vespa gang out um doing some recon and they find uh, oh no, sorry. They go to confront the mayor to find out who he's working with. Yeah. And this is where we get the like kind of medium speed chase. It's not a high speed chase. It's a lot of corners. There's a lot of debris. I don't know how fast land speeders really go in, in city 
conditions, but they go on a medium speed chase through through the city center, and he gives up that the mayor is working with the pikes, and we see the pikes Ooh. getting off some transports. And um, I almost said Ming. Uh, 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 yeah, Fennec Shand Fennec. is her name on the show. Gets um, she's like, yeah, that's just the first <laughs> wave. There's there's more on the way. So mm-hmm. where there's an yep. army of pikes. Um. In the flashback timeline, this is really short. We pretty much see Boba leaving the tribe of Tuscans that he's been staying with. He goes to meet the Pikes and he says, Hey, I'm here to collect. Like we said, if you're running spice through the Dune Sea, you got to pay up. And they say that they're cool with, um, paying for protection that's how things work in the outer rim he does mention how he he talked to his bosses on obadia which i like the reference like if you know you know they didn't make a big deal about it but if you're a star wars person if you watch clone wars and you obviously know about that um if you want to know about it you can check out our coverage of season seven of the clone wars we talked about the pikes and their home world quite extensively mm-hmm. um and he says but we're not going to pay two people and we're not going to pay the Tuscans and the Kenton Striders, who is this Nikto um, uh, biker, biker gang, gang that yeah. we've been seeing as the Tuscans, like kind of foils, I guess. Um, mm. he, he says the, the sands have belonged to the Tuscans since the oceans dried and uh, you'll not hear from the Nikto sand riders again. Um, so he's like, I'm going to take, I'm going to take care of these guys and we are the people you're paying. Like I said, so we see him go back to his tribe to, I guess, share the news with them. And I assume they were all going to go hunt down these, uh, the Kent, he called them Kenton striders. Did that? I don't know where that name came from. Mm -hmm. Have, have they said that already in one of the other episodes? It doesn't really matter. That's what they're called. I guess that's the name of this group. I don't know what that means, but yeah, um, I assumed that he was going to get his tribe and be like, okay, we got to go take out these guys and let them know who's boss. And then we've got our protection money coming in. Uh, but he finds that the whole tribe and the village, their tents, mm. uh, it's all been burned and presumably everyone's dead. Everyone's there. Everyone that we see is dead. I did notice some people online were saying we didn't see a body for the warrior character the one that was kind of training him up with the gaffy sticks. We saw, you know, a bunch of just the regular bodies and we saw the, the chief or the shaman or the leader or whatever we call him. Uh, but not that warrior character, but presumably they're all dead and he burns their bodies. Like we have seen them do for the other. So he's like completing whatever their tribal burial body ritual is Mm -hmm. for them. And, then he grabs the bantha and rides off into the sunset. Yeah. Well, Wikipedia has the Kenton Striders um, as a as only first as appearing in all three episodes, but only first identified as the Kenton Striders in episode three. Okay. Mm. And it's interesting. Uh, they're named after a Kenton Strider is actually 
the name of the the beast that is the uh, Dejeric piece that has a big club or hammer. Okay. So okay. that's interesting. I wonder huh. why they are called that. Hmm. I don't know. Well, I think Kinton is also the home world of the Nikto. So. It could be, yeah. Uh, a lot going on in this episode, though. There's, um, it, I think, one of the biggest things that came up, uh, at least in conversation, uh, certainly on social media, and we talked a little bit about it on Friday, was the 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 Vespa biker gang, mm-hmm. right, and the introduction of these these kids essentially who pay for cybernetics to be put on their bodies, and then also pay an exorbitant amount for really nicely painted Vespas with a lot of mirrors. And but it, they also don't have a job, have, they don't have any income, so they have to steal water just to stay alive. Their right. backstory is a little fishy. Like, it doesn't really add up. I know we have like, yeah. some kind of headcanon about maybe their parents paid for it, but that's also a little silly. So I'd like to know what these guys have going on. They're from the suburbs yeah. of, of Tatooine. They're not, yeah, they're... um. It was just interesting because it didn't like it to me. This is one of the things that I did not like about this episode. And, and, and it doesn't mean that I, I didn't like the it's episode fine. as a whole or I don't like the show. It, yeah, it's fine. Like it, it, it wasn't for me. I see why they did it and I understand it. And I can, I can totally see where that kind of fits in. We talked about it. Like it's very, um, what, are, what American graffiti, right? These high school, these kids are basically, you know, souping up their, their rides right making them look sharp it was an homage to what was it the the mod groups of in the uk from the 60s that used to do that where they would basically modify vespas and put tons of mirrors on them crazy paint jobs very loud very outlandish right you, you knew they were coming um yeah so i i get why that was in there and, and it it's cool but my thing is is does it fit like the scenery and the aesthetic that Tatooine presents. And I think for me, that's what didn't feel right was it was very out of place for what Tatooine is. And I'm trying to like fit it in there in my head and I just can't do it. Does anybody else see that or like look at it that way? Like I do. I don't, it felt like kind of uh, some of the stuff they did in the first season of rebels on, on um, Lothal, where they're chasing each other through the city streets, and there's like the markets and things. Um, I just thought it seemed really long, which is not something you should feel during like an action set piece or really any mm-hmm. show or movie. But um, I was like, man, they've just they're just chasing this guy down the street, and there's more stuff like <laughs> just eh, <laughs> I, yeah i don't know yeah and they threw the chase scene tropes in there yeah. right? the, i mean and we're the rickshaw we're not going to have the biker gang crossing the street the vespa gang not ride their mm-hmm. vespas right i mean or what was the point of having right. them but it just this yeah. whole episode yeah. was not was my least favorite of the three so far which so i mean mm-hmm. i didn't dislike it it wasn't bad it just was Okay, whatever. That's fine. It was entertaining enough. It was right. nothing special. Yeah, Josh. What about you? What What were your thoughts on uh, the Skittles group? Taste the rainbow. 
Um, it didn't. They like like you said, they fe- it felt out of place, and I don't feel like there's going to be a satisfying backstory that kind of explains these cyber kids. Um, and I don't. Yeah, I. I don't know. It just it it didn't it didn't seem like they fit, and it seems weird to me to have like uh, Boba Fett have like a bunch of misfit kids like working for him. Seems just yeah. kind of seemed weird. I don't know. Um, and maybe I'm wrong. Uh, it, they might end up being cool. I've been wrong before. Don't tell anybody. Um, what? There was a lot of really cool stuff in this episode, but I would say that this this was probably my least favorite so far too, which isn't saying much because there's only been three episodes, but yeah. But I mean, based on the description that I, I played earlier from the watermonger and the way that it was portrayed and you, Kyle, you're right. Dude's a shady character and, oh, and he was probably totally making them, you know, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, putting yeah. them up higher than what he they should have. It's just punk kids that are robbing him. Right. So he's going to go to Boba who he knows is a big, bad bounty hunter say, Hey, come take care of these kids for me. And he fully expected him to shoot him or kill him or do whatever. Oh yeah. He Boba thought Fett for sure. Like would do. and when he's like, rich Wait. on this water game, I can throw some money at this and just get these kids off my, off yeah. my lawn and won't have mm-hmm. to get my hands dirty. At and he's all. like, I think he was surprised that Boba became a mediator rather, rather than a, <laughs> like the bounty hunter that he was, he was trying to resolve the problem. He's like, here, you get a little bit of cash. I'll put these kids to work. They're off your back. You should be good now, but you got to lower your prices anyway. Otherwise I'm coming after you. And he's like, well, wait a minute that flipped the script. So, um, but I thought they would have been a little bit more intimidating, maybe a little bit more, uh, ruthless. They're brave. Then that. Yeah. She talked. She talked some. Well, dead, they also. Man. I mean, they she literally did go head to head with the giant gladiator Wookie. When, Very true. Uh, yeah. Push came she to stab him in so. the leg or butt or something. I don't know I what she, she stabbed. Him. She like walked rib. up slow and just took that knife and like that right she in him. Walk up slow when he already had the he already had the gaffy in For his back too time, at that yeah. point, which was crazy. Um, but yeah, so that was, it was just felt a little out of place to me. Um, but that, that's my take. That's my opinion. Others have different opinions. It's totally fine. Uh, the big one we got to talk about though, I think that is, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. The more I keep thinking about it is the, the murder of the Tuscans in this episode who, after we see them, you know, in the first two episodes, we kind of grow to understand them better and develop a good uh idea of of i guess their culture and their how they live right and a lot of things have been taken from them over the years and and it's hard to see like okay we get to this point in the story where boba returns after talking to the pikes that they're all murdered and i understand that that is a plot point to advance a, a lead role story but it didn't seem like it was necessary in this situation right like i I don't feel that that had to happen to advance boba's story we we, you know in my my in my head canon right he could have seen cop vanth walking around with his armor and said wait a minute that's my armor and then gone back and maybe talked to the tuscans and say hey look i have to go on a separate journey now i have to find my armor it's it's important to me it's ancestral I have to go find it and then go off in search of Cobb Vanth. Then that kind of takes us in the Mando way. Right. 
But I don't know that they had to get murdered to advance his story to get him to leave. Has anybody else seen that, that that's weird? Well, okay, so it's not... I agree with you that they they could have done something. I mean, they could have done something different to advance the storyline. And I don't, you know, especially when we're looking at this, like, they're, they're an obvious allegory for indigenous folks. And right. to give them this, like, awesome backstory, finally give them some agency, do all this cool stuff in the previous episodes to, to do this. It's kind of undignified and unnecessary and uh, kind of typical of of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But the 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 place where I see something different than you is I don't think that this isn't advancing the this isn't the purpose of this wasn't why does he leave the Tuscans? It was why does he hate the Pikes? Because I think we're going to find out that this happened at the behest of the Pikes. Ah, uh, okay, not. Just the Nikto gang wanting revenge. Doing their own thing. It's gonna, it, were... I think it's that uh, Phil Lamar uh, Pike character saying, <laughs> "Hey, uh, these Tuscans, like you know, because the 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 um, the Nikto gang, you know, they didn't the Kinton Striders. They didn't, uh, as far as we know, you know, they didn't get their position by some drama. Like the Tuscans got it because they murdered a bunch of people and you know." derailed their train uh not saying that they're in the wrong but so like to think that the pikes would just be like yeah this is fine like it totally makes sense that the pikes would send the their other protection gang against the tuscans after that happens and um yeah but that's what i think it's i think it's about him having a vendetta against the pikes and how that that's gonna mirror what's you know the pikes coming in now and um Mm -hmm. That's I think that's where it's I think gotcha. it's advancing that more than the why why is he no longer with the Tuscan story. Gotcha. Understood. Kyle, what about you? I have I have nothing else to add. Uh Josh Josh is right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that happens to me all the time when I let you go <laughs> yeah. first. Is you say all the shit I was gonna say and uh, there's uh so. there there's cause there's no reason they had to die for him to leave. That that could have that story beat could have happened a, right. a million different ways. Um, yeah, they would have respected the hey that guy has my father's yeah. armor. They're, I'm sure the shaman would have been like, yeah, you got to do it. You and know? I, I'm mm-hmm. gonna give them I'm gonna give the writers more credit than that. I'm not I'm not gonna give them full credit because I think there's probably a way we could have made them uh, hate the Pikes without you know like. Josh said, and this came up on our our live stream too that you should be tuning into. Um, this is it's a very 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 obvious allegory for indigenous peoples, and I know that mm-hmm. that meant a lot to some people, and it was a really cool thing to see for I think everybody. And um, it's a shame that we had to kind of do the predictable thing and. Uh, do genocide on them. So I I, w- I yeah. wish they could have found a way to do both because I think Josh is right. That makes a hundred percent sense that we're setting up this, um, you know, this antagonistic relationship between Boba Fett and the Pikes. But I don't I don't think we had to probably wipe out the indigenous people to do it either. I think we could have probably found like another they, way. 
They could have stolen the bikes back, taken their guns, they could have killed the leader, the teepees, and left them alive, and just killed the yeah. leader. But they, from what we gather, and I, you're right. I, I, I didn't see the warrior. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm hoping I didn't maybe Mara Raid is okay somewhere. <laughs> Here we go. This guy Mara really forcing <laughs> it in there. Um, but I, I didn't see the warrior and I didn't see the kid. And, and I watched a video somewhere that somebody brought up a good point that the stick that Boba was throwing on, obviously one was the gaffy of the leader, right? And then the other one was um, the stick that the kid had. But if you see the earlier clip when Boba's getting ready to leave, the kid has a different stick than the one that he throws on the funeral pyre. So it's kind of interesting, like, well, wait, that was a different stick than what the kid had earlier. So I don't know if they changed sticks or I don't know what happens there, but um, it seems weird that they wouldn't show uh, the warrior, you know, uh, after the warrior being so integral to the first two episodes. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Yeah. So I am really hoping that they're around or they made it or they escaped or something. Maybe they hopped on a speeder and got away. Um, but uh, at least uh, have a. They were out searching for black melons just, when the. That could be the yeah. Nictos showed up. Well, not with the not with the Rodian though. Yeah. <laughs> not he with the Rodian. The Rodian is gone. He gone. <laughs> he gone. So what were uh, what were some of the things that you guys enjoyed in this episode? Some of the things that you you didn't enjoy in this episode. All the Rancor stuff was sweet. Yes. I'm really excited for that. And I'm realizing, I looked it up to, to double check, that uh, Rancor is a reptilian creature. So we're getting uh, you know closer and closer to Boba Fett on a dragon. Yeah. And you might say, oh, but dragons have wings. But guess what? They didn't in Asia. Not all dragons have so, wings. So, yeah. Or European dragons um, have wings. Uh, well, yeah. I'm going to piggyback Europe? on that, Josh, because I, I, I agree. I learned more about Rancors in 30 minutes than I have in like the last 30 years. Really? It was Star like five Wars, and it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was impressive. And, and this is the conversation that, um, that, that, uh, well, he doesn't have a name. Danny Trejo has with Boba Fett. So why does it just lie there? It's depressed. They're sensitive beasts. This beast can feel such things. Rancor are emotionally complex creatures. Why does it wear blinders? This one is a calf. It was bred from champions for fighting. I saved this one for myself to train. It imprints on the first human it sees. Now that we arrived, I will begin its training. Can I? Yes, go ahead. Who wants to pet it? They're quite peaceful and less threatened. Yeah. I, I mean... That was that was the first part, and and I you can hear it in Boba Fett's voice, his respect for the creature. Like he doesn't fully understand them, but he has a, a, an impressive amount of respect for the beast itself. Right? Like he's he's into it, and and that's what he's he's his. It's piqued his curiosity at this point. I think, um, and then you get I this think other Danny Trejo's character oh, was probably like sad because he specially picked this one to train it he kept blinders on it because it's going to imprint on the first human it ever saw and then two minutes Mm -hmm. after meeting him boba fett's like 
oh, okay, I want to be best friends with it. Can I be the one it sees when you take the blinders off? Even though this guy like had this whole (laughs) thing planned out for this to be his rancor. And he's like, yeah, I can stand over there. Okay. I've only been yeah. doing this. I actually and, didn't uh, think that. I didn't think he was looking at it as if he's the owner like when he was explaining that. I don't I don't think so. I cuz it's it's no different than like dog trainers. I just real I just learned this recently like that when you see like the Westminster Dog Show that person out there on the uh, is not the no, person that owns the dog. That's, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that which really sucks. I I was like that's that's lame. Like rich people in your dumb hobbies <laughs> oh, yeah. like but I thought that I, it I just seemed like to I, me like the way he was describing it, like I handpicked this one, I'm going to train it. Like he was like personally committed to this. Right. I don't know. That's the vibe I got. Maybe, I mean, maybe I'm my own. Maybe he expected it to be like, operate, but sorry, he expected it to be a person like Jabba who was just going to keep it down there and not like he's going to toss some people down in a pit and watch me eat it every now and then and wouldn't really care. And it would be his thing like 99% of the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Um, yeah, I, I could see that. I, I, I mean, it's hard really with matter. Danny Trejo to pick some of that stuff in his voice sometimes, but um, yeah, I don't know how they select them and how they get chosen to, to raise them. The only thing I will say is <clears throat> based on the second part of this conversation where Boba wants to ride the Rancor, I definitely need a training montage with Danny Trejo and a Rancor, like with <laughs> with his like like the Rancor's got him, and he's like trying to put it in his mouth. He's like, "No eat, no eat!" <laughs> like he's like, "Oh, puts him back down." Um, but this is the second part of that conversation where we get the uh, Boba riding a Rancor. I will spend more time with it. You should. They can become very loving. I thought they were bred just to fight. They're powerful fighters, so that is what most know. But they form strong bonds with their owners. It is said that the witches of Dathomir even rode them through the forest and fens. Nice reference. I want to learn to ride this one. You what? I want to ride it. I've ridden beasts ten times its size. Nice. Teach me. It will take a tremendous amount of discipline. We begin today. We begin today. He's ready to go. Ready. He's like, let's ride. Yep. yep. Rancor are very mm. hot right now. What? Oh, yeah. They're everywhere. Are they? What's uh, well, Hasbro would, would well, beg to differ. That's a reflection of their <laughs> failure. Their failure on the Rancor. Yeah. yeah. You kind of walked into it. I had to, I had to uh, reference the HasLab there. That's all right. That could have been that could have been cool too. Like, hey, we're doing Rancor Haslab. Here's Malakili. Here's Ula. Oh, wait, Here's special Danny bonus Trejo. episode three of Boba Fett just dropped. Here's Danny Trejo as Rancor Keeper in episode three. Like, here's Avar Chris, who's riding Rancor up. in the comics. First TV or first, well, it was Black Series, so it'd been first Black Series High Republic. Here's its child Mochi to go with it. Like, I mean, come on, guys, dude, it's low dude. hanging fruit. Give me a break. Ah, there's so many possibilities. Now that you brought that up, there's so many possibilities yeah. with that, and that probably would have been backed. I, I there's just, I mean, so many Star Wars fans across original trilogy, High Republic stuff going on currently with the tv series yes that would have been huge oh 
Perfect. Well said, Kyle. Good job. Good you go with the Avar Chris in there. Nice. I do like her. Um, what else? What else you guys? Anything else you guys love about this um, episode? Well, they keep... I, this isn't specific to this episode, but through the first three episodes, they keep talking about how Tatooine um, used to be covered in water. You know, he says... Mm-hmm. That's got to have a payoff. That's what I'm saying. What's going to be the payoff on that? When are we going to get the... Are we going to find water on Tatooine? Are we going to, like, is there... Are we going to see the Tuscans' face and they're like actually like amphibious looking because they used to be water creatures? What's happening here? Mm. I know where the payoff's going to be. The next phase of High Republic. Ooh. Because like in the past. We'll see. Although I feel like maybe like what, uh, 350 years probably isn't far enough back for that kind of ecological change, but. Who knows? I think was it wasn't the non-canon version. It was due to an what an uh, a, a aerial bombardment. Yeah, of some, of some their, kind. Their Rakatan, uh, yeah, Empire, Infinite Empire. Yeah, just basically bombed the crap out of it, which caused e- ecological shift, which dried up the the seas and. But it was a long so, time ago. It was like yeah. the Rakatan were like the the first group to like travel everywhere and colonize well, stuff a, a so, water planet yeah. turning into a, a desert planet you think would take thousands of years not hundreds of years probably yeah not mm-hmm. but, yeah um, not, not, a, right. not a few generations but speaking of of payoff if he says it imprints on the first human it sees they're extremely loyal and loving and all these things like that rancor is definitely coming in to save boba fett's ass at some point in this series like god i hope so there's a hundred percent chance like we're not what what is the point of him having a pet rancor that he rides and imprints on him and loves him like if it's not going to come in and wreck people when he's when he's Mm -hmm. got his back against the wall at some point when i've heard that pike tastes like chicken so (laughs) well and they keep saying chicken of the sea i'm sorry i didn't see your because they didn't see your litter when you arrived they look like catfish that's not what i thought pikes would look like by the way because I think no, have we ever seen a either. pike without a mask off? No, I never before this show, right? No. Yeah, I did not yep. think that at all. Not very scary without the mask. More intimidating with the mask, but yeah. No, I, I, they, they keep saying, "Well, I didn't see you without your litter." I would love for him to just stroll up to that nightclub riding a rancor and be like, "Oh, there's his litter." <laughs> like just that's tied impressive up, like litter. He tied up Good the job. <laughs> Yeah, like don't mess with the rancor. So, uh, I th- I think I love the nods that they've put in. Like, so we we saw the star- stormtrooper helmets on the sp- on the stakes, right, in passing, and you see Pelly with her little. Yeah, this came up in um, this came her. up on the live stream that people were saying they thought that this meant this was this took place the exact same day as that episode of the Mandalorian. I disagree. No. Yeah, I, I just no, think I disagree. It. I, I think the heads on the pikes. We're being put there that day. They were still there that day in the mm-hmm. Mandalorian, and we just happened to see Pelly and those droids walking around in the background. That was just like a nice little yeah. nod, like, "Hey, they're here because this is where they live, walking around." Yeah. yeah. Follow the Empire already happened. They're putting the the helmets on the stakes. Um, it's yeah. new. It's relatively new. When we get to Mandalorian, that's a couple of years after that happens. So, yeah, I don't think it's the same day. I think it's a different time period, but I like how they're starting to 
blend Book of Boba Fett in with Mandalorian, right? Where obviously he gets his armor stolen. It's on a sand crawler well, I don't somewhere. want to correct your timeline, get, but this obviously has to be after the Mandalorian, right? Because he, he has well, yeah, his armor. He gets his, yeah, he gets yeah. his armor back. Yeah, but that was in the flashback yeah, scene, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, where he, sorry, yeah that sorry, was in the sorry. flashback the scene. So, no, it's just where they're like, how they're tying in the different bits and pieces, like, how they blend in with the two different shows. I think they've done a really, really good job with that. Um, and I'm a big foodie, so I loved seeing the spread on the table of the food. Some of it looks better like than others. Grape leaves yeah. and olives and figs oh. and roast something. And man, that was, uh, that something was definitely tentacles. one of the, what what's was. the creatures that the, the Tuscans keep as like their pets. It's, um, Massive. Yeah, the massives. That was definitely a, mm. like a roasted massive on the table, wasn't it? Or the thing that comes out of the sand. Remember, there was with the episode two. It like popped well, there up were out two. Of the sand there were two roasted animals. It. One of them was definitely that, but I think that the other bigger one might have been a massive. Yeah, yeah. Which makes me feel bad because yeah, I mean, that's like a roasted thing. dog, isn't it? I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Or or are the yeah. are the um, Tuscans keeping like pet pigs? I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't know. know. What about you, Kyle? Anything uh, stand out to you in this episode that Um, you loved? This was not one of my favorite episodes. I I really did love, we got some close-up shots of BK's face. And even, this is no shade at Chewbacca or Tarful or any other Wookie, but his face is way more expressive and his eyes and his mouth like it there's just a lot more going on than any other wookie i've seen even in the movies it looked really 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 good um and <laughs> this yeah. is like such a stupid thing for me to say but i really liked the way the hut sister says mock shes for whatever reason it's just like funny to me because she's speaking <laughs> huttese but then, like, it's still yeah. his name um and then at the at the very very end when he sees the pikes the one uh the vespa gang guy with the cyborg guy he he calls them on one of the little um I don't know, hollow projectors. That's just, it's basically like a telephone booth in star Wars, but I like that because I've seen them get used in clone wars. Ahsoka uses it when she's on the run in the lower levels of Coruscant mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Does anyone, uh, does it, does it grind anyone's ears a little bit the way that Boba says, uh, Tatooine, like the way he says it weird, like his accent makes it sound wrong. I did not notice it, but I'm sure oh, I will now. Oh. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he definitely doesn't say doesn't pronounce it the way it's like, like it's ta- supposed to be. Tatooine or something like that. He's like on the ends of Tatooine. Yeah. It I mean it, it's just the inflection, I think, on how he delivers it, but I think everybody in the Star Wars universe probably says all these planets and species and vehicle names slightly different. Uh just dialect, right? Like where you're from. Talked about this many times, up, so. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, what about you, Josh? Anything else that you absolutely love in this episode? Well, yeah. I mean, BK, BK, sweet. BK. Yeah. That's. I mean, those are. I think those are the two high. The two major highlights is uh, Danny and his and his pet and uh, and BK. Is Chrysanthemum done? Yeah. Have we seen the last of him? 
Definitely not. I don't think so. Although, have we seen the last of him this season? Are they going to do another season of Book of Boba Fett and he's in that? Or he shows up at some point later in The Mandalorian? Because if we're being honest, uh, especially if they only do one season of Book of Boba Fett, like if this is just the story of like, you know, how did Boba Fett get to where we see him in Mando? And then like, what immediately happened to set up wherever he is next season. Like this feels like, you know, Mandalorian season 2.5, you know, I, uh, I had a thought, um, after this episode and this is just a wish. Like I know it's not realistic, but they've done all these flashbacks where he keeps seeing like, um, himself uh it well daniel logan as but young boba fett mm-hmm. and slave one flying off and holding his dad's helmet and all these things and then uh somebody was saying i think on the live stream about how some people are unhappy with this show because it's not boba fett just running around being a badass bounty hunter and what what a blah blah, blah. Merkin so like what yeah. if in tandem to this book of boba fett show where we've got tamara morrison playing this older boba fett after he's had this rebirth and kind of this change of heart there could also be another series with daniel logan as boba fett playing like a young man making his way in the galaxy as a bounty hunter who would have that chip on his shoulder and be like using disintegration disintegration rounds and and uh thermal detonators and just whatever it takes to make a buck and uh it would be like the before and after versions of this character and it could be like a really nice counterpoint to the current version of mm. Boba Fett that we're seeing. I just think that could be like really interesting. That is pretty cool. And, and I think you could go different ways with that. You're right. That would be cool. Although I don't care about people being butthurt. Oh no, I don't either. It's just sort of character what triggers no. the thought in my <laughs> no. mind. Because like I, I think I mentioned this on the live stream, but those, those stories do still exist and are largely untold, you know? That we saw yeah, what we yeah. saw of Boba yep. Fett during the Clone Wars where he's a kid, but armored up Boba Fett up until the point where he gets knocked into the Sarlacc pit. We don't have tons of that, you know, whatever's in the, the comics and a little bit in the novels maybe, although I don't really even think there's much in the canon novels anymore, just some comic stuff. So um, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot to be told I there. Mean, at that point. Still. At that point, if he was supposed to be one of the most feared bounty hunters in the galaxy, what are the stories that led up to yeah. that? And you're right. And there could be some really fun younger... gunslinger <clears throat> bounty hunter stories to watch. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not I that, I, that I think good, this cool Boba, idea, I think the current Boba Fett is more interesting than that for me, but I do, I do think mm-hmm. that could be a cool, like, and it would even be like a nice counterpoint to the story we're getting now. But, you know, whatever. Lucasfilm, um, I'm Lucasfilm, a, available to If you're consult. looking for an idea, man. <laughs> well, we know there Daniel Logan's not going to say no. Would you? No. <laughs> no. He's, well, but he's so into the fact that he was Boba Fett. Like, he's, yeah. 
he's on board. He's a you know he's got a mm-hmm. he's got a well, presence. He's like, like a good uh, age now too to be. Yeah, yeah, like a perfect like twenty like something young man Boba Fett. Be cool. Yeah. Maybe he's thirty now. I don't know. I mean, man, have you ever heard the story about how? The scene where he opens the door and Obi Wan is there in the Attack of the Clones. He was they were like having a hard time getting the right facial expression and Obi and Ewan pulled him aside and said like uh, make a face like pretend somebody farted yeah, like it smelled and, a fart and it really or something. stinks or yeah. something like that yeah <laughs> and it uh, according nice. to it. the according to the the story it works like a charm yeah, yeah. he does um he Hugh does like he does some online sales now. He sold a lot of his collection, I think. Um, I have one of his ago. pieces. You do. If, they, um, if they'd make this story I just a- pitched, he wouldn't have to sell off his collection to pay rent. He could just um, be <laughs> open with that. I'm just kidding. I don't uh, think the he's amount destitute. Of stuff, no, the amount of stuff, though, that he pulled out of, I don't even know. It looked like it was like an old office space in like a strip mall. And there was like no offices there. It was literally just boxes and boxes of star wars merchandise and he would pull out like hey i've got 10 of these figures we're gonna sell them and like he would sign it and it was crazy he was selling a ton of stuff i'd never seen that much stuff um i wonder if he's yeah. just selling his overflow like he's selling nine of those 10 figures you know yeah keeping one yeah <laughs> which is what i'll probably end up doing here pretty soon is uh any extras get rid of and keep the ones i really really want but yeah um you know good episode it get, not my favorite out That's of the fine. three so far solid episode but uh hey we've got four more there's seven episodes total in this so we've got four more coming up so We're let's like almost see halfway That's let's see so what sad. happens but um yeah do we have any new predictions on what the exciting thing or the from episode six is going to be, you know, uh, uh, Tem was saying that there's, you know, yeah. which you see episode six. It's, I don't, I don't know. I know he said that, but I have zero. I still want it to be Rex just cause it'll be like the Paul Bethany yeah. thing. I don't know. <laughs> the, the Spider-Man meme where they're all just like pointing at each other like this, like, wait a minute. No, I mean, like, when Paul Bethany said there's an actor that I really want to work with and that we're getting a huge cameo in the last episode of WandaVision and then found found out he was trolling. He was just working with himself. Uh, I hope that it's Kira, but we'll see. Rex, Kira, Cad Bane. I'll be happy if it's any of those three. I I dare not even wish for it to be Cad Bane. We get a that's a that's the flashback we get in season or in uh, episode six is the the scene from you know the deleted scene with the the helmet or, or they just they reference maybe they go back and they reference that scene just like I thought I finished you when I thought shot you in the head yeah he's oh Cad Bane's working oh, for the Pikes or something uh oh yes what if we oh, that would be you so know how good. when we first saw Boba Fett it was sort of like a behind the the back shot of yeah. him with the what if we got a behind the back shot you of see the big hat with the hat and like the, the jet and then like a little yeah. droid uh, like gosh i can't believe oh you even we're, we're booking good, ourselves into a shoot here planted that seed just for me to be so disappointed oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was really good though that is a really good one um wow man i got goosebumps after thinking about that now oh that's a good way to end the show though 
See, you planted that in the listeners' heads now. Now they're going to be thinking, wait, I heard on the podcast, Cat Bane's going to be You heard it here first, six. folks. Oh, my God. Yeah. Unless <laughs> it was just a joke. <laughs> I'm hoping it comes true. I would like to see I want to know who he's so me, confident but, he's going to go up to go, go to war with the Pikes with. Because he does not have an army. He has four scooter people and two Gamorians and a master Gregs. assassin. Yeah. Got seven people. I've, well, and maybe maybe BK. Uh, and a, and a rank well, maybe. That rank horse not, not game day ready yet. No. Hey man, all it takes is one song. We need a montage. Montage. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> put a little, right, folks, put a little training know. montage from Rocky Four on. Yeah. I'm I'm down. I gotta see it. But I just wanted to try to eat Danny Trail like one time and he like reprimands it. Like, no. No eat. No. I, I am curious I to see, see how one reprimands a rancor. Seems difficult to do. Also true. What did you see his um did you see what he had in his hands? What what he was holding? It was it's the same like the end of it looked like the same pulse rifle that Mando has with the little like tuning fork oh, yeah? thing on the end of it. It's just yeah. a giant cattle prod. If you prod. go back and watch, he's he's got like a giant cattle prod basically. So I would still probably feel under yeah, under ready for, for that kind of training with just a cattle prod. But yeah, I think he has like a little pulse rifle kind of thing that he uses. So I don't know, food for thought. But yeah, lots to come on Book of Boba Fett. So let's see what happens. But let's wrap it up and Is it get out of here, folks. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. We hope you guys have enjoyed our rundown of episode three of the Book of Boba Fett, The Streets of Mos Espa. The Streets of Mos Espa. Next time I want uh, you to do it like Bruce Springsteen and sing it like The Streets of Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) You got to do a little homework on that one first, but sure. I will. I'll get some prep work in for you, Kyle. But yeah, um, <laughs> we hope you guys have enjoyed. Um, you know, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, so please go like, subscribe, write us a review. We love to hear from you guys. You can find us anywhere on social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at outer outer rim beacon. At any one of those, you can also email us outerrimbeacon at gmail.com. Um, my name is Justin. You can find me on Twitter at I am the Bendu. Where can they find you guys at? This is Josh. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Venmo at Battle of Tanab. This is Kyle, and I am KB underscore Legend on all the social medias. New episode of Book of Boba Fett drops Wednesday. Tune in, check it out, watch it. Then come join us Friday night, eight thirty Eastern, and time. have fun with us talking Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. You can find us on any one of those three. Come have be some there, fun. Be there, be square. We'd love to have you, so. Be square, yeah. L for love. L for love. <laughs> All right, guys. As always, may the Force be with you. For light and life. Thank Ferg. Like a bear. your gack.
we ever going to be done? Or are we just... Is it ever over? Do we just keep it... Oh, okay. I'll end it when I want to end it, Justin. <laughs>